systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Pat and AJ Podcast. Deep in the caverns of the Pat and AJ Podcast, Studio One. Along the Sonoran Mountain Range, deep in Arizona, it is Pat and AJ. Hello. Studio is coming along. Yeah, we are in the new studio. It's very cozy in here. It's been a um, kind of a work work in progress. It's definitely the last room of the house to get done, which I knew. I knew this would be the last one. It's uh, weird. I can't wait to see how much, and this is such radio nerd stuff, yeah. how much the rug that we're putting in here helps with the soundproofing, because it's still a little echoey in here. A little bit. We've deadened We up. could probably use some more soundproofing up there, more I'm sound. thinking, maybe. Using your sound engineering degree for, yeah, that, you know, for that particular Because I so know what I'm talking about. Assessment. <laughs> she just like specifically pointed at one area. She's like, right there. Well, it's the only area there isn't any. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll figure it out. It's going together. So it's it's a fun, it's a fun, cozy little room. It is. It's just really cool to have our own little home studio. Like we've seen radio people with these and we've always been jealous. And now we have our own. AJ's been using it the most because. Uh, I've been living in here. Yeah. She's been working from home, right? So you're doing the work from home thing now full time. And you literally are in this room for eight hour stretches where you might as well like, you know, punch a clock when you walk in that front door. Yeah. I mean, it's nice though, because it's out of the way. Um, and I, it's not like, I don't have like a talking all day job. It's not like we're doing our radio show. So yeah, it's kind of out of the way. You guys can hang out in the other wing of the house. It's, <laughs> the I'm, wing. Don't get ahead of yourself there. Okay. Listen, I'm not going to try and make us sound bougier than we are, but there no. is like a, this is like one of the furthest corners of the house. It so. is. It, well, cause we're all one level as yeah. many homes in Arizona are. Yeah, I did ask about that. Um, I asked my new hairstylist. I said, so, because she's from Connecticut, okay, um, where she got priced out of living, just like so many people. She- Connecticut, I heard, is like another Miami, where it's either you have Harvard money or you're broke as a joke. Well, and she even said, she's like, you can work full time and still be broke as a joke in Connecticut. Yeah, uh, It's funny, though, because I, I'm like, you're not from here. I could hear the accent. I'm like, you're New not England, from here. Yeah. Little New England accent. Um, but I was asking her about that. I said, yeah, why are houses in Arizona built without basements? I'm, I'm literally just curious because I just moved here. And she's like, it's just the, the ground is too hard. Yeah. It's, it's rock. Mm-hmm. It's We're in a desert. She's like, you can't. Build a basement. With the amount of tornadoes and funnel oh, clouds boy. around here, though, I'm a little nervous that we don't have a, a basement. AJ was outside getting all excited about that. That there's more and more tornadoes in Arizona. Yeah, my uh, dance teacher said that to me. I was joking about it because she was asking, you know, where I grew up and all that stuff. And I said, oh, I'm from Wisconsin. And um, I never saw a tornado till I moved to Arizona. And she's like, yeah, that's definitely weird that we have so many tornadoes here now. It's It's a lot of... A lot of climate change issues happening in Arizona. There was flooding last week. Oh, my God. Was that crazy? Yeah, there was flooding here. It was flooding in Germany. Yeah. It was all over, man. I can tell you all about it from my job in the news. I know everything I was going to say, now. yeah, that's what, like, I, I wake up to my own morning news report because she knows everything that's happening. Oh, yeah. I can tell you everything before she gives you me even like get a, up in the morning. a two-minute rundown. It's fun. <laughs> You know what's weird is watching the nightly news and realizing I already know it's everything. Boring, I, it's boring. Right? Like, yeah. ah, 
hogwash. <laughs> That's why you're probably so excited. AJ, for the first time in her life, is ex- is excited about sports ball. She is. Sports ball. <laughs> she's been riding the Milwaukee Bucks bandwagon. And I don't even say bandwagon because you kind of explained your stance on it as a Milwaukee native that in your era of growing up, which was the 80s, 80s 90s, and 90s, and today, <laughs> and today, uh, you know, the Bucks kind of suck. This is Bucks Radio. <laughs> so you would go there as a cheap ticket for yes. a, a, a Friday night out yeah. when you're in college. Well, not even that. I mean, it was five bucks. It, it, listen, the Bucks. That's have, ridiculous. The Bucks have been awful since I was a kid. <laughs> and I, Since 74, we yeah. know. They keep telling us on TV. I know. It, they're that bad. Um, but as a kid, like, you could go to a Bucks game for five bucks on a Friday night. It's so funny. I just realized that. Go to a Bucks game for five bucks. That would have been a great. I wonder if oh, they ever boy. used that line. But this yeah, you're uh, calling marketing for the NBA. I mean, you could you could go for five bucks, sit in the nosebleeds, yeah. and then of course work your way down because nobody was at the game. It, they were just a joke, and you didn't really see a lot of people. There aren't there aren't bucks. There weren't Bucks fans back then, like there are Packers fans. There were no hardcore ride or die Bucks fans because they just sucked. In the last fifteen years or so, they've been kind of getting their shit together and they're better. So I have friends who are now like ride or die, and I'm actually more excited for them because they've been they've been riding this train for a while. You but- should see her. She she went out and bought her own uh, Milwaukee Bucks shirt. She's wearing it around on game day. Well, I'm proud of them, and and it's you wore it on game five. It was game five, game five game in five. Arizona, and she's walking around, strutting around with that Milwaukee Bucks. Pat shirt. ran errands with me that day, just so I wouldn't get my ass kicked by Suns fans. No, <laughs> nobody said anything. Luckily, you weren't at the game. I feel bad for the Bucks fans who had to walk out of that yeah. arena with all the disappointed Suns fans. No, but it is fun, and as much as it is kind of a bang bandwagon, but just nobody in Milwaukee has ever been this excited about the Bucks. They don't have. A fan base Give that's been there with them from yeah. the beginning. Give them a reason. And right? that was the joke when they tore down the Bradley Center because when they when they built Miller Park, which is now something else, I don't know. All, the big joke was if we're going to spend all this money, the Brewers better win a World Series. Yeah, they haven't. Um, and then they tore down the Bradley Center and made the Fiserv, and everybody's like, "For the Bucks, really? Like they suck ass." And now here they are in the NBA Finals. So I'm I'm happy for the Bucks. I'm happy for Milwaukee. She's ha- the she city knows, deserves it. She's like every other um, Insta fan out there. She has just jumped into the the Wiki world, and she knows all about Giannis. I know how to say his last his name kids. now. It's awesome. She'll tell you about his girlfriend and 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 her Instagram. It is funny how you instantaneously, and this is kind of a weird thing, as like. You are just you're someone who's not into sports. I'm not no. even gonna like like gender it up like you're a woman who's into sports, but you're just not into sports. And you immediately found like here's what I'm into, and you found the aspects that you're into, which are the relationships and the human side and the kids side and the family side. Well, but, and that's what you went and sought out that information. But I also I played basketball in high school, so I and middle school, so yeah. I do like I understand the game. Sure, I, sure. I can watch the game and enjoy it. Football, I still can't tell you how it works. If I, like it's it's a joke to me, I don't get it. So basketball, I can actually sit and yeah. watch and enjoy, as opposed to pretty much every other. She sport. seen her, man. She, she had our man. I explained she, to him what a pick and roll was. She got our son involved with watching Game Five, which uh, the Bucks walked away victorious, but a very tense couple uh, oh, minutes there in the final. Writer. And she has our son roped in for the final few minutes, and he is just so over the top anxious. Anxious, 
anxious and fearful and they're going to win. Why is the clock? And it was just like, it was sitting next to a thousand. It was like E.T. Like, e- no, Johnny Five. We were just watching sh- uh, Short Circuit. <laughs> and you know how like Johnny Five just wants input? And yeah. everything, he's like, input, input, input. And like our son was sitting behind us just like a pogo stick. Yeah. Just, it what about this? Much. Why are they stopping? What are they going? How come they're getting two? How come he's going to the line? What's that going on there? What color well, are the bucks in? He famously talks through, like, everything, like TV, movies. So I don't know why we expected him not to talk his way through a yeah. basketball game. Which I, I mean, it, when, he, when we watch movies together and he talks through it, <laughs> he asks questions that are answered in the movie. And, I mean, there have been times I turn to him and say, hey, if you shut up, you'll hear, you'll get the answer you want in, like, two minutes. You sometimes do that, though. You sometimes talk, sometimes during movies. Sometimes. Not like I've, him, though. I've, uh, I've, I've noticed that because I was raised to be in, like, the utmost yeah, silence. Shut up. In like a movie theater, and I remember when me and you first started going to movies, like you would chitter chatter a little bit, Just like a little bit. like you would throw out lines, and I'd be like, "Oh, so she talks during movies?" I mean, like quietly, so, if it's worth it. You know, maybe our son has just inherited that and cranked it up oh uh, to eleven. Man, he's not allowed to watch the next game. But I mean, think about it too. I mean, besides it being like whatever, it is cute to see him get excited though, because he was born in Milwaukee, and sure. he doesn't see Milwaukee as his home. No. He's never actually, I mean, he, we lived there for six months before we moved to Seattle. So he I was going to say, yeah, not only was he like just born there, but even though he spent a majority, I mean, or not really at this point, but a lot of his early life uh, growing up in Wisconsin, it was rural Wisconsin. It was yeah. not Milwaukee. And it, we would drive home to visit my family, but he still, he didn't live there. So that wasn't his home. Yeah. I mean, his memories are, are a far out land, but central it is, it and is northern. It is to and, say like the Milwaukee Bucks and see his ears perk up and, oh, yeah. and get excited about the team it, listen dude i get it i uh grew up i'm uh, 43 which puts me right in the pocket of like eighth grade to high school when the bulls went on their uh sixth championship run in chicago and then and it, that was the hardest part about being a bucks fan in the 90s because you had no chance is living yeah, you had, you had two hours north of we the know. of the bulls nobody the bull i mean the bucks didn't exist yeah. they just Oh, your Bucks or Bulls? They people were more likely to go to a Bucks or a Bulls game in Chicago than they were to a Bucks game. And you know, I got ramped up into that, and it was easy. I mean, when when you're winning, it's easy. I mean, especially back then too, when you're winning on that kind of level with those kind of players and just this squad that is unstoppable. It was easy as a kid who was not into basketball. I didn't play it. I tried to. I got cut from the team after one practice oh, did in you? fifth grade. Yeah, Mister Schiffler. He called called and cut me. Jason Schiffler's dead. <laughs> Did and, you beat and Jason I hold, Schiffler up after? I hold Jason Schiffler and his father responsible, responsible to this day. <laughs> but so, but it was just an exciting time, and you would watch the finals, yeah. and you would get into it. So I, I get that. Not only him by osmosis, like you said, just being kind of... He knows that most of his yeah, extended Milwaukee, family lives Milwaukee. in Milwaukee. Yeah. But just for kids who are growing up in Milwaukee now, who are maybe big basketball fans, and there's the new stars of you know LeBron and all them, and they want their squad, and now the Bucks are one win away yeah. from being a, a world championship team. I would shit a green brick if they won tomorrow night. In Milwaukee. Which in Milwaukee, which will be tonight. That city's, that, that city's going to fucking burn. Please, Milwaukee, yeah, don't look bad. Please, like, I know... <laughs> Listen, I've seen Milwaukee go from zero to 100 a million times, and it could happen. Now, unfortunately, classy. also being a Chicago native, and we do win so goddamn much, I have seen nothing will trigger more foolishness than a 
national championship. And I don't care if it is uh, basketball, if it is baseball, if it is hockey. We, we had them all in the Windy City. And every single time, to varying degrees, bullshit went down. We it have, just did. Yeah, we have had enough, like, rioting and problems. Like, let's just keep this clean, See, Milwaukee. we got good towards the last three with the Bulls. Because, again, like, when you like, we won three in a, ro- a row. Jordan retired, so we gave like the one year off so everyone else could catch up. And then he came back, and we won three more. And for those last three, I remember it was almost organized. Like, we knew where to go. Organized like, chaos. Yes. Like, everyone's like, okay, we're going to go to Archer Avenue, and we're all just going to, like, drive up and down Archer Avenue and hoot and holler and yell, go Bulls. Okay. And it was no, it was so almost like you were used to it. <laughs> you know? so it I'm was concerned no, about the Deer District. The this, Deer District. This is a new I'm thing. I'm concerned about COVID and the Deer District. Even well, my kid, dude, my kid walked into the room. And they showed the Deer District, and this is back, I, I think, um, when they were playing in Phoenix. And he goes, well, that doesn't look safe at all. For <laughs> like, even my 14-year-old, who has just his general knowledge of the world of COVID and the pandemic that he's absorbed, is like, none of those people are masked, and everyone's smushed on top of each other. Yeah. I don't know about all that. You know, I, I want us to go back to normal as much as the next person. I, I haven't worn a mask in a while, because I'm vaccinated, damn yeah. it. I did my part. But I also realized, eh, you know, I know we want to get excited and gather in large groups. But just like the Olympics are already becoming a COVID shit show and they haven't oh, even started. yeah, the, they are. The Deer District it looks like a mosh pit. Yeah. And that's that's before they win what's, a game. Uh, what's uh, Wisconsin's vaccination rates like? Do we know? I don't know. I think they're... I know my friend that doesn't talk to me anymore is not vaccinated well, yeah. because, you know... She's, but she's not also going to the Deirdre, de, you know, district, no. which is good. I'm curious, man. I mean, just all, um, the, all the news stories that I have been dealing with in my new job are... It's a. It's going to become a pandemic well, of the unvaccinated. But think about it, and especially like you said, like you want things to go back to normal. Um, just think about that. You had how many? You had a couple Bucks players and a referee that were out yep. um, last game because there of was COVID. an ESPN reporter that couldn't yeah. be at the game because he has COVID. And now you're starting to hear of Olympic athletes, alternates yeah. on the team. What the hell? Did How you much think was till that happen? spreads more? That's there's no. I mean, this is irresponsible to have the Olympics. Yeah, like I get it. You built there are protests like, in Tokyo every day listen, right now against this. You built a city, and I admire that. You built a city, and you're not going to get the bang for your buck out of it, and that sucks. It's especially when Richard Branson's going to space. I get it. It sucks to burn that much money, but how is this in anyone's? In God's green earth, think this is a, a, a good idea. Like if right I was now. if I was in Milwaukee right now, I wouldn't go to the Deer District, even though I'm vaccinated. Right? Like I don't feel like that's a great. I don't know. I just don't want to see people get sick and die because we're all so anxious to get out. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like I'm there with you. I well, don't, don't make it so bad that we have to wear masks again, please. L.A. is doing that right now, and I am so terrified. Like dude, I'm so friend, pissed off. My because, friend has. Um, come on. My friend has a vacation planned to Los Angeles, like his first kind of post-pandemic yeah. vacation. It's for October, I think. And he's all freaked out now because yeah. they put their mask thing in effect. Yeah, and- L.A. has a mask mandate, again, because of this Delta variant right. and all the unvaccinated, pe- unvaccinated people who are sick. So he's like, shit, dude, like if I go out there, he's supposed to be having sun and the fun, and it's going to be mask, you know. <laughs> 
mask it up and uh, you know, try to eat your in and out burger that Relax way. in a mask. So, yeah, right. There's no what fun in doing? the sun and you're going to relax I'm in a mask. I'm masking and relaxing. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. So, yeah, it's, you know, listen, it's, uh, it is weird because you do feel like we're coming out the other end, but uh, you're you also right. This is a, this is going to become a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, and, and listening to, it's just, again, so weird at my new job to be like cutting audio from all of these news outlets. Yeah. And hearing one of the last pieces of audio I cut um, on Sunday when I worked was a governor of a southern, very conservative state. Yeah. Which one? Mm, was it Mississippi? Okay. I might have forgotten already. Either way, begging people to get vaccinated. Yeah. It, like, because their their vaccination rate is low, their hospitalization rates are up, and, like, even these, like, these Trump-supporting governors are like, my God, I understand that it's your choice, but please get vaccinated. We cannot go through this again. Like, it's just not what you expect. That's how dire it's getting. That's how crazy it's getting. Well, proof's in the pudding. Yeah. You know? And I'm not saying there's not, you know, risks. And there are, and I under, again, I have a friend who has an immune deficiency yeah, and immune, autoimmune, uh, autoimmune and deficiency and like an immune immunodeficiency disorder but there's and she's afraid to get the vaccine because it might yeah. trigger and i get that so i understand listen, that it is your choice but my god i hate to tell you this there's risks when you take uh tylenol there's risks yeah. when you eat fast food that's probably been fried in some kind yeah. of oil there's risks of blocking up your arteries with fat from what you eat. You really do need to step back and look at the shit we've all, and we're all guilty of it. All the shit we mm-hmm. put in our bodies on a regular yeah. basis. And you're telling me you're afraid of the COVID vaccine? Give me a break. It is weird because it is kind of getting to the point to where you're like, well, I'm covered. Yeah. Like, and I, that- I hate to say it because I'm like, you know, my wife and myself and my son were all vaccinated. Oddly enough, all by the three different uh, vaccines. Yeah. So we're a great little test study. We are. To see uh, how the efficacy rate actually is between the Moderna, I mean, Pfizer, and uh, Johnson & Johnson. This entire year has been do what you can and that's it. Yeah. Like, I can't make anybody leave the house with a mask on. I can't make anybody stay at home when they're sure. sick. I have to do what I can do to help. Do you know, by the way, it's the uh, one year anniversary of me getting COVID? Did not know that. Sure is. It was really fucking awful, and I don't recommend it. It was the worst three days. It was worse than my sinus surgery recovery, and I promise you. She did think she was done? I really, I've never experienced anything like that. Not It wasn't respiratory stuff, but it was the headache. The headache with you, right? The headache. Trust me, I get migraines. This was beyond that, and that's when it scared me, is I'm like, holy shit. It was something terrible, the fatigue, and it does. It lasted for months. Like, I don't know, I, I can't, you know, beat it into anybody enough. Like, just, God, we can we can be victorious in this, but you, we all have to work together, and some people don't want to work together. I did want to say something smart-assy. I saw there's a, um, a small outbreak of monkeypox somewhere in Texas. <gasps> That's why that was in the news. Right, okay. monkeypox, which is like, a, I, I guess, a cousin of smallpox and not as deadly, but it was eradicated after a global effort to vaccinate. And when I saw it, the first thing I wanted to like say to myself was, well, if there's one thing that we're good at doing is bringing back 
those diseases. <laughs> We're bringing it back. Like, hold on, man. Don't you tell me that I can't have the monkeypox. And that's literally what's I have happening right now. freedom to have monkeypox. Don't tell I me to. I can't catch the Delta variant. <laughs> I, I do what I want. Listen, it's like a fucking flu, man. <laughs> No, it's not. I'll be back at work on Monday. Bullshit. I know. Do you ever notice that, though, when they, and I've heard this a lot in, you know, on TV, radio, there are a lot of people who were against masks, thought COVID was a joke. Yeah. Then they got it. Not one of them has come out and said it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Because it's really that bad. Yeah. And, and, a, and I mean, listen, we're all wrong. We're human beings. You're not right all the time. I'm not right all the time. It takes a lot. To stand up on a pedestal and say, I'm not wearing a mask, this is bullshit, and then get it, and then come out and say, I was wrong, that takes a lot. And the fact that these people are doing it, doesn't that sell you? My God. My God. Get the shot. Damn it. I mean, it is a pretty clear-cut way to uh, avoid everything right now. You get that little poke in the arm. Drink yourself stupid on a Friday night and eat super nachos, and you're telling me that the (laughs) vaccine's bad for you? Give me a break. (laughs) What do you care? You don't leave the fucking house. AJ is home 23 and a half hours a day. because I don't trust any of these motherfuckers anymore. (laughs) She doesn't leave. I don't trust any of you. You're not doing what's good for you or me, so I'm not going to forget it. Most social interaction she has is just seeing the Amazon guy drop stuff off. Oh, I talk to him now. And that's like through the window. She'll be like, hi. I will open the window. Because there is one Amazon guy that gets here super early in the morning. Okay. When I'm working. And I always open the window and say hi to him. Yeah. That that you know the schedule of like Amazon. Well, I also like, I want want him to know that like I'm up and working too. I'm not just like a bum. I'm like, hey man. Thanks for being up early, delivering my packages. What do you think it is? I love how you perceive if you're up early and not doing anything that you must be a bum. I don't know. As perceived to like, you know, someone who's loaded with a bunch of money, if they're up early and doing nothing, they're just like, you know, they're lounging. What yeah, are you doing? Yeah, but for some lounging? reason, we give rich people a break because we just assume that they've worked like hard one. for the you money. You got to act like I got to act like you one. Act I'm like going to start acting like a rich person. Just act like a rich person. <laughs> will the money tree start growing That's in the That's what you hope happens. You got to <laughs> fake it till you make it. Listen, I will. <laughs> I learned a lot about addiction during my schooling. Fake it till you make, make it, it, till you make it can be very uh, <laughs> lucrative. Yeah, shit, every rapper does that, man. All that bullshit, all these musicians, all these uh, influencers that your kids love on Instagram, all of their perceived wealth is bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. They are renting houses. Yeah. They are renting jewelry. They're renting cars. They're Airbnb. being. Watch, watch cat people on Netflix. It's a great example of what life is like for somebody who is famous on the interwebs. On the webs. But what their real life is actually, their yeah. real life is actually like. They, there's a whole episode but, about but, a guy whose name is Mo Show, but, and I've but been like, following Mo him Show's for a not while. even trying to like flex. Mo, no, Mo not Show's at all. not like these dudes who are just influencers or rappers or who or, you know whoever who are just trying to gain some clout. And what you can do now is kind of insta. Um, create a rich and famous persona yeah. when you're not. Well, yeah, Mo Show's not trying to create no, a rich Mo and famous Show's persona. No, Mo Show's not, but there's, you know, these people are like, I'm just chilling in the pool by my house. And it's and- probably their neighbor's pool. Exactly. <laughs> None of it's real, but then, like, your 13-year-old sees it, and then he's all... Picture, it's like that scene from The Office where they're interviewing Ryan when he gets the big corporate job in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah it's all bullshit. And they're interviewing him in, like, a gorgeous, like, yeah. office that uh, looks on the Central Park, and then... <laughs> 
halfway through the interview, back. some guy comes in and says, I told you not to use my <laughs> office. Doesn't the same thing happen? That's what it is. Isn't it the same thing with his apartment when, when uh, Ryan's the hotshot in the office in uh, New York? Yeah, he, he has a studio apartment that's about yeah. the size of this yeah. room. And he's, like his his stove is next to the bed. <laughs> like it's like not that a, glamorous. Uh, he's uh, like a vice president of a Fortune 500 yeah. country and, uh, company and can afford a uh, expanded a studio, studio in New York, which is right now about, you know, right for what's happening in New York. We do know that, that vice presidents of companies can afford about a studio, about a studio in, in, in lower Manhattan, in lower Manhattan. You're acting like the housing market isn't nuts everywhere. Yeah, it is pretty crazy, man. The renting one is, uh, is, uh, going nuts as well. I man. just, I, I heard an ad, a radio ad today where it was, um, I forgot what company it is. So obviously it wasn't a very good ad, yeah, but they kept saying like, well, the housing market needs to come back down to normal. And I was like, man, ain't that the truth? Like this is, yeah. this is nuts. The housing market is nuts. And I feel bad. Like, we got this house by the skin of our teeth. And I mean that. Like, we were minutes away from not getting this house and being like, well, screw it. See, we're I done. was more concerned about the uh, rent coming up because, you know, I was a renter for so many years. And I can only imagine what happens. Because, you, you know, you always had kind of a choice. And the first time that I realized as a renter, that the choice wasn't there anymore is when we moved to Seattle. Yeah. Now, we moved to Seattle pre the tech boom, 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 boom. Just a few, like I'd say about four or five years before. Yeah, I mean, it was there, but it, but wasn't, it wasn't like, exploding. holy shit, yeah. Because remember when I went back in 20, was it 2016? And I said, now you can feel it. I yeah. said, now you can, I'm like, the, the environment. Shit's different, right? Shit's different. But when we lived there, it was starting, but everything was still kind of cool and the same. So when I um, was looking for places for us to live, and again, we were renting, I said, all right, well, we can live in traditional Seattle, the city, and uh, probably pay a little bit of a premium, but you know, you're But in, how cool. But how cool, right? You're in Seattle. I said, or, you know, we can live out in the suburbs, which is where my work was. The radio station was out in the suburbs. So I said, well, maybe we could be out there and save a few bucks and I'll be closer to work, which has always been... The trade-off, yeah, right, is that you know downtown the city high living it costs more. The Burbs is more affordable, more family. Was Bellevue really that much more affordable though? That Bellevue. was that was the first time. It wasn't even in, traditionally in Bellevue no. um, that I noticed the suburban rents were matching, yeah. on par with the Seattle rents. And I'm yeah. like, well, hold on. If I'm paying the same... Then I'm going to live downtown. I said I might as well because we had a newborn. I'm like, I think it's the last time we're going to get this opportunity. Yeah. But I remember that was the first time where I said, boy, you know, the the trade-off's always been to me. When you go to the Burbs and you kind of get that little prefab apartment building, you you save money. It's cheaper. Not anymore. And holy shit now, man. Well, that's the thing. They're the, pricing them up. Well, because the Burbs are expanding now. Oh, boy. I mean, we, we worked, what was it? I'd say we were about 20, 25 minutes from work in our apartment because we could get on the highway right outside of our apartment in, uh, Remember Seattle? That? in Seattle. Yeah, we were at 20. So we we're about 25 minutes outside of work in Bellevue, which was considered a suburb. Yeah. Those suburbs are now expanding even further and further out so they can justify charging it's, people it's, an insane amount of rent because they're like, well... Same thing's happening in uh, uh, Chicago yeah. where it's, it's gone from being suburban to now like rural. Like they're developing what used to be the rural of the suburbs. Now, fuck it, we're just going to expand the suburbs. I'm sure Milwaukee's doing the same. Milwaukee's going to bump up to Madison yeah, eventually. My sister's talked about that because she and her husband... Um, they live on the south side in not such a great area. Um, why is the why is the south side a shitty part of town? No matter where you, I don't know. 
And that's from a I south mean, my, side of Chicago native. Yeah. All the south side suck no matter where you go. My my whole family lives on the south side of Milwaukee. And like my sister, yeah. I mean, my sister's house has been broken into. <laughs> While she's there. While that's she's the home. Best. That's it's, terrifying. That is one thing to have a burglar be like, they're gone. Let's go in there. It's another thing That's ballsy. to just have a dude start kicking in doors and be like, oh shit, there's someone sleeping. So I've talked to her about it and I'm like, have you guys considered moving? And I'm like, it's really, the housing market is that insane right now. You could get probably double what you paid for your house. And she said, yeah, but she goes, that's still not enough to buy in the suburbs. And she's That's right. Crazy. That's how nuts the housing market is. She's like, I could sell this house and make double what we paid for it. And, and that's still, again, that's, yeah. that's always supposed to have been the, you know, the affordable the option. Trade-off, yeah. Right. Oh, fuck that, man. That's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you're caught up in that, especially if you're renting. Cause again, I know now you're trying to find somewhere to go. Well, I've seen a lot of people Oof. who were trying to buy and now they're not anymore. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Hey, Thank you for being here on the 54th episode of the Pat and AJ podcast. Thank you for allowing us to skip a week. Uh, not even a week, but an episode. Day. We were just so tired on Thursday. We had a lot of things going on. I'll be honest with you. Um, uh, AJ's working. I am in the process of interviewing, accepting offers, uh, signing paperwork and stuff. There was a lot of things going on, and I don't want to say uh, that this is like a side project that's just kind of a little well it is i mean it is but you know we take it professionally but we both just looked at each other like i got nothing and i got barely any energy and no time Yeah, it was like 5 p.m on thursday which is usually the time i mean we try to record this as close to it going quote unquote on the air as possible to keep it authentic keep it fresh baby but even i mean we were like oh man like we had been busy i worked all day pat had gone to interviews and by like five o'clock i'm like i don't want to sit in that room and talk because for an hour. Because you have to record for a couple have, hours and, and you got to edit, you got to produce, produce it, it you got to get everything And up. I was so. like, I don't think anybody will miss it if we skip. And I, I was honest. I'm like, we're tired. That's it. Everyone was very supportive yeah. on the social media pages. Self-care, so thank you. Man. Thank you very much for being here on the 54th episode of the Pat and AJ podcast. And we saved some good things for you. Um, they, they pertain to our special guests from the past episode, which was our son, which everyone loved having our son, Dylan on the, on the uh, podcast. I loved having him on the podcast. For people who loved him. Yes, he will be back. He will be eating fish sticks. He did not feel like it today. He and didn't feel like today. I, we didn't feel like fighting with him. So we said, okay, on, uh, on Friday's podcast, you got to do the fish. Sticks. So on Friday's podcast, the next one, um, he's going to try fish sticks for the very first time. He's never tried fish. His mother's a, a seafood fanatic. Yeah. He got, he has to start eating, but fish. people. We're loving him on the podcast. They definitely want him back, and he is excited to be back. So we will uh, we'll have him checking in on Friday. And this, hold on. I remember one year my mom took me school shopping. It was me, my brother, my mom, oh, my pop, and my little sister all hopped in the car. We headed downtown to the gallery mall. My mom started bugging with the clothes she chose. I didn't say nothing at first. I just turned to my nose. She said, "What's wrong?" This Cost twenty dollars. I said, "Mom, the shirt is plaid with a butterfly collar." The next half hour was the same old thing. My mother buying me clothes from 1963, and then she lost her mind and did the ultimate. I asked her for Adidas, and she bought me zips. I said, "Mom, what are you doing? You ruined my rep." She said, "You're only 16. You don't have a rep yet." I said, "Mom, let's put these clothes back, please." She said, "No. You go to school to learn, not for a fashion show." I said, "This isn't shining up. Come on, Mom. I'm not Bowser. My please, but back the bell bottom." When I was growing up, there were two religions in the neighborhood, as far as I was concerned, Catholic and public. 
That's all I thought we had. <laughs> and the main thing uh, that separated us, besides our eternal soul salvation, uh, was uniforms. And it was that the Catholic school kids from mine of St. Bruno, not to be confused with St. Richard's, you know, which was six fucking blocks in the other direction. <laughs> they wore white and red. Uh, we were uh, we were a blue uniform okay. school, so we did navy blue and light blue combos. So oh, the nice. so the girls, and this is the eighties, right? So I'm forty three. So I was going to Catholic school in uh, you know nineteen eighty three to like ninety two. All right, ninety three, ninety four. That was my my career. So we're in uh, traditional jumpers. The girls have the plaid jumpers on. Um, uh, the the boys are wearing. Uh, vests with a button-down shirt. Ooh. We're not doing the polos. I know that's like the new thing now. All the Catholic schools will let you pay five bucks for, for, an, polo, for yeah. an embroidered polo, and then you get to wear this polo. But no, when I was in kindergarten, my mom put on a button-down shirt on me every day and a sweater vest over it. And then there were the public school kids who looked as cool as ever in their gym shoes and their jeans and their normal tops and their jerseys. See, I because I went to public school, but my neighbor on the other side of our duplex, who I was best friends with, she went to a Christian school, not Catholic. Not Catholic. But a Christian school. And it was this weird, like, purgatory between public and Catholic where, like, they had a dress code, but they didn't have uniforms. Yeah. But they couldn't wear anything with logos. But, like, on Fridays, they always had half days, and they could wear whatever they want. I remember her getting so excited about it. Yeah, those were big days. And, by by the way, just to let you know, um, again, just much like peanut aller- uh, allergies, that did not exist back when I, <laughs> back when I was growing up. There there was no... No free Friday? Th- no, there, there was no in-between school. There was oh. no free de- denomination. There was Catholic... There was public. public uniforms have never been in our life. We've had a child in public school ever since the beginning of his educational career. That is until we've moved to Arizona because AJ has found out and glory, glory, hallelujah. Her little man gets to wear a uniform to school. Now say that loosely because like you said, it's an embroidered polo. It's, I mean, it's it's way more uniformy than wear whatever you want. Oh, I am just so, listen, I'm so excited for, I'm selfish. This is about me. I'm selfish. I don't, because he's, he doesn't care what he wears. He's, he's 14 and doesn't give a shit. He really doesn't. So I end up picking out his clothes for him. Yeah. And he never complains, but I still have to do it. Now I don't have to do it. Two. I know you think that it sounds awesome to grow up in public school where you can wear whatever you want. That whole thing was a huge problem with bullying. You know, because yeah. you, if you weren't wearing name brand stuff, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I never was, you got made fun of hard. And then when you did, when you did actually drum up the money to buy like a pair of Adidas. You'd still get made fun of because they knew you didn't have the no. money for it. So I, I've always been a big fan of uniforms. That's I, just predator prey. But well, but still, but there was a lot of bullying in school because of well, clothing. I can tell you from the opposite side of the fence, the Catholic school kids who, like I said, in, in our traditional uniforms, um, really envied that kind of expression. I'm sure. And again, you're talking to a guy who has um, adult diagnosed ODD, so I have issues with authority anyways. So this was really kind of a, uh, not only with the dress, but it was also with the hair. 
Uh, your hair for boys could only be a certain length. Definitely yeah. no earrings. None of that shit with boys back then. I don't know how it is now, but I can't assume it's any better. So I remember when I was leaving around the at a 96 time when I was going to college is they phased out the traditional uniforms and all of a sudden the girls could wear slacks, which was I always felt like such a huge asshole in Chicago when you're sitting on a bus stop in January and it's negative 10 and the girls are wearing skirts and the girls are wearing to. skirts and they're wearing you know, like the girls would switch from you know pantyhose to like leggings or something during the winter because it was so and like yeah, some girls freezing. would wear sweatpants yeah under on, the skirts yeah, yeah. yeah. until like, I I felt so bad because I'm sitting in pants and, the, and they had to be in like we, in skirts see we used to have to when we when I played basketball if you were going to an away game yeah on Fridays you had to dress up and basketball was during the winter so, like, a lot of us gals on the girls' basketball team, we're wearing dresses with, like, sweatpants underneath them because it was so damn cold, but we still had to dress up for an away game. But it, yeah, was, yeah. it was freezing. Um, and I remember as I was in the 90s, my mom taught for the Chicago public school system. There was always the rumbling, as of, like you said, AJ, you started hearing about the bullying over clothes. Now, of course, I grew up in Chicago. What's synonymous with Chicago? Michael Jordan. What's the anonymous? Jordans, yep. the, shoes. the shoes. And we've all heard those horror stories yep. about someone getting mugged, robbed, shot, shot stabbed because yep. of the shoes. Okay. And I'm not saying it didn't happen. It did happen. But that became a big boogeyman kind of tale that yeah. if you get these fancy shoes, you're going to get your ass kicked. You're, for yeah. Them, someone's yeah. going to take your shoes from you, man. So I remember there was a push in the Chicago public school system for uniforms, for uniforms, just to kind of like, you know what? And plus, was the gangs with yeah. them everyone's identifying through colors through colors yeah. so if we just put everybody in one polo and one pair of pants we'll be fine um so that's but we've still in our career with our son he's never it's been free expression it's been if you want to wear a macho man randy savage yeah. t-shirt with a green mohawk with shorts in the middle of february and sandals Go ahead and do it. I think the only time we've ever policed what he was wearing is you got him. What kind of shirt? It was a band shirt. Probably Guns N' Roses shirt. It was Guns N' Roses, and we said you shouldn't wear that to school just in case. Yeah. And that probably wasn't a bad idea. Yeah, probably not. I don't want to get a, There's no reason to get that phone that's, call. That's PT, Wear it on Saturday. That's PTSD for me because Sister Claire Marie, who uh, is no no longer a nun, she dropped out of the nunhood. I'd like to think I'd have a little bit to do with that. I think you do. Uh, but Sister Claire Marie yelled at uh, myself and Paul Kostansky when we came to class in fifth grade because, you know, again, you talk about free expression. We had to wear uniforms, but you got to wear a jacket to school. Oh. And we had denim jackets. Yep. And guess what Kostansky tossed on his denim jacket? Uh-oh. The Guns and Roses symbol, which, as we all knew, if you know back then, the famous symbol was the cross. Yep. So it was a cross with, oh. with their five skulls on each point. Nope, 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 Right, nope, so nope. now you're now it's like fucking Satan. Now we're tying yeah. in dogma. And I remember he got about four steps into the school. And I was like, going to say, how long did it take? And <laughs> let's take minutes. that jacket and turn it inside out, and that's how you'll be wearing it today. Satan. I am just so... So maybe I was just PTSD from that. I'm like, don't, don't trust it. Yeah. They still don't like uh, Axel and uh, Slash. I just am so excited. We just, I just ordered all of his shirts. And from what I understand, 
And it's funny, they sent me a link to the handbook, his school, yeah. and when you click on it, it goes to like a broken link. So awesome. I'm not quite sure what he's supposed to wear on the bottom. They're hiring for IT at his school. <laughs> but I did look online to see what kids are wearing like on their Facebook page, and it appears as though it's the shirt. The shirt's what matters. Yeah. You can pretty much wear whatever you see, want. I was going to say, you're going to get it. So now we had no clue that our son was going to be in, in um, uh, a uniform setting until like a week ago. Literally, AJ gets all the, you start getting all the stuff well, for yeah, school. I sent off his immunization records yeah. and they're like, okay, well, here's the, the uniform shop. Yeah, and I like everything. stopped in my tracks. Like, what? Now, AJ celebrates us, right? I mean, does a fucking touchdown dance, goes nuts. Goes I bought on. him two of every color so that I don't yeah. have to do laundry all the time. <laughs> she goes on Facebook and talks about it. And literally, I see mothers who were empathizing with our son. Yeah. He's I, not happy about it. I saw moms that were like, oh, well, that's that's just too bad, isn't it? it? It's weird, though, because like I said, he doesn't really care what he wears. Like, he is a very, he's he's a 14-year-old boy. As long as he's clothed, he doesn't care. So for him to be upset about uniforms, I'm like, but why? Like, you don't pick out your own clothes. You don't go shopping with but me. But it's still just the fact that, trust me, it's it's that free, it's the fact that you could. Freedom! Very much, man. Very much. I'm. I, listen, I'm happy. I don't care what other people think. So I you never stoked. did uniforms ever? No, but I do remember. It was always like this chatter right? in the back of the school board meeting. They they talked about it. Because you were public, but you were suburban. You were Wauwatosa, yeah. which is suburban Milwaukee, which yeah. is a very good school district. Yes. So you would feel like maybe they were, they, they'd they be on the cutting edge because they'd be like the progressive school well, trying to stay one step ahead so of all the. Here was the problem with my school and saying it out loud now sounds so terrible but it's true we had a program in milwaukee it was called the 220 program Mm -hmm. and it was because milwaukee public schools had a bad reputation they were badly funded so they would bus kids in from the inner city schools to the suburban schools so they could get a good education you know instead of fixing the public schools in milwaukee they just bust them hard that's too hard so um but there was always this like boogeyman of like if we like are they going to bring like gang activity in from the inner city and should we do uniforms to um, negate all that stuff with colors and stuff? But it was terrible because they basically blamed it on the inner city kids yeah. being bust in. And I was friends with a lot of those kids. I'm like, that's fucked I mean, up, you guys. They would have found their way to that conclusion regardless, yeah. but that was just their vehicle of it. That was know? the vehicle. but and, and yeah, so they always talked about it, but we were always aware that it was never going to happen in our lifetime. And they still, that school, my high school still doesn't have uniforms. And what I'm so interested in, and I'm sure anyone who did uniforms as a as a kid even the new lesser ones now um it's interesting how i'm sure there's going to be some kind of individualism that is shown through in the pants yeah. in the belt in the socks in the shoes and i'll i i even wonder because it always made me laugh so there was a hustle and again Catholic school is not a democracy, okay? Yeah, no. <laughs> There's only one pope, all right? Um, for like a week when I was in seventh grade, a couple of the eighth graders, because we all wore, again, there was like a uniform store. Yeah. No websites back then, but there was like one place that everyone yep. went, and you bought the same stupid pants. Yeah, Old Navy same, didn't have a uniform section yeah, back right? then. right, and it was the same stupid shirt and the same stupid vest. And uh, so this is like 91, 92, some of the eighth grade boys went out and bought designer 
navy blue pants. Uh oh. They were like Z Cavarici. Z Cavarici. Oh shit. There you go. Um, they were like Z Cavarici or Bojo's back then. And they would, cause I mean, right? Dress code. Yeah. Says Navy pants. Yeah. You're following the dress code. And, but I'm sure, I'm sure you guys found ways to get around. And it. I'm saying they strutted down that hallway. Like they were fucking peacocks <laughs> and it lasted about a week oh, before, yeah. you know, right in the principal's office. They're like, nope, nope. Back to your old pants. Go well, ahead. So, um, like we were trying to find a way back then. So yes, what will it be with our son? Where all right, um, we're all wearing the same polo or whatever it is. Do do, do they have like long sleeve they options? Have, or? Yeah, they have like crew sweatshirts, which I'm kind of like. I mean, it's Arizona. Eventually, he'll probably need one. But I also I wasn't about to buy it now. It's 96 degrees outside. I mean, but think about it. If he's going in the morning, uh, if he's chilly I mean, out, yeah. yeah. If you're going to school in. December, I don't care if it is Arizona, December in Arizona at 7.30 in the morning is, you know. Yeah, I mean, I figure I got him, like, two of each color. I got him, like, they have, I love it, they have gym clothes, like a gym uniform. Oh, yeah. Which, again, is exciting to me because we didn't have that in school. So, I mean, even your gym outfit was judged by everybody See, else. See, that was our big time. Like, oh, you're not wearing Nike shorts, are you? Your parents are poor. See, that was our big time to shine in grade school because we could wear gym shoes. Okay. So we all even had to wear the same gym outfit. Somebody did mention that on my Facebook page when I expressed my elation at our son wearing uniforms. They said double check on the shoes because they're like a lot of times you can't show any kind of logo. They have to be yes. like one plain color. Yes. Yeah, so, so I, I have knew, to double check that. I knew that, that in, in, in the hallways on normal days, yeah, you're wearing your normal stupid shoes. But on gym day, you could rock your kicks, man. And, and like you said, then it gets into who has the cool shoes, who can afford the cool shoes? Listen, you know I am very PTSD'd from it <laughs> because when I was in middle school, I know you, I, you, you got picked on. I got picked on. Everybody had Adidas shoes, apparently, but me. Yeah, and um, my mom just refused to spend the money on them. Yeah. They were thirty nine ninety nine. Welcome Kohl's. to the world. Yeah, and she's like, I'm not spending it. So I took a pair of canvas white canvas shoes. Ooh. And I drew on them with a sharpie nope. to make them look like Adidas, and Can't I got, um, I got, nope. I got made fun of real bad. Can't do that. Even worse than without them. Nope, I just, nope, 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 nope. So maybe that's why I feel like you know, it's you know, we need. To We're get, both inserting our childhood traumas yeah. into our our son's life. That's lives. why I like uniforms because they're not going to make fun of you because everybody's Meanwhile, wearing the same thing. I do love that my son is so fourteen year old and just full of rage because I'm fourteen and you know I got to rebel, which I totally understand because I'm like that at forty three. Um, um, it's it's funny to see him rage against this uh, uniform policy, uh, even though, like you said, he doesn't give a shit what no. he wears. But just because it's a rule. I've had to tell him not to leave the house in pajamas before. That's how much he doesn't care. But now but just that it's, it's a, a rule, rule. It's a rule now. pissed off. It's a rule. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, hey. I like having my mom frantically search for my clothes at 10.15 the night before school, okay? <laughs> The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.